0: Good's your memory. Yeah, that's probably not. Some of you wives are looking at your husband, it's like, don't ask him. Um, You know, there's a number of dates that ring true to me that I need to remember. Like um, the first one would be November 4th. It's my anniversary. Some other dates, I'm just gonna rattle through these. 7, and you'll get an idea what they are, August 28th, April 1st, May 10th, February 26th, July 31st, August 9th, and August 8th. You know what they are. Yeah, my kids' birthdays. There's a lot of birthdays to remember. And then there's April 4th. It's my wife's birthday. Important, people. You know, uh, they've said... If you ever want to remember your wife's birthday, just try forgetting it once. (laughs) And then you will always remember. You know, our nation is big with remembering. Um, We have special dates set up for our nation November 11th, Veterans Day. You know, we have July 4th, Independence Day. You know, we have the last uh, Monday in May. For Memorial Day. You know, there's special days that we say, you know, these are important. We don't want to forget. Like, we've, we've got to nail this down, and that's why we even have plaques. Uh, there's even gravestones. There's a reason why we do gravestones. It's not merely to mark a place. It's so that way we remember. We have pictures. There's memorials. All of these things help us to do this. You know, the Bible is full of remembrance items one we do every month is the lord's table or communion and the big phrase that jesus said when we take it the big phrase jesus said would you say it with me he said this do in remembrance of that's what he said like don't forget like this is so important don't forget in fact in the old testament when when they had either crossed the Jordan River or had some very special monumental events in the lives of the Israelites, God said, I want you to take 12 stones and I want you to build a monument. That way you'll always remember what God did here. God is so big with remembering, making sure we don't forget the important things of life. And so... You may remember last week we left the account of David and David had made this pact with Jonathan. They had a covenant together, but David came to the harsh realization that Saul was sold out to kill him. He had about half of Israel ready to chase David down to end his life. And so David flees to exile and comes to this place called Nob where he meets up with Ahimelech, the priest, and as we study out this passage, it's 1 Samuel 21, by the way, if you want to get there in your Bible, or your phone, or your iPad, or whatever you have, 1 Samuel 21. So as he's running for his life, and he is, he is hightailing it, booking it to exile to get away from Saul, and he's afraid... And this is is so remarkable, friends. I hope you slept well last night. I hope you got coffee going through your veins. Because, friends, in this passage, God gives two phenomenal memorials to help David remember some special things when he was fearing the most. So here these memorials, these truths, these same truths are going to be there for us today as well. So I'm going to read a little bit larger section, verses 1 through 9 of 1 Samuel 21. I'm also going to put it up on the screen here for you. If you want to follow along there, you certainly can. Let me read it for you. Here's what it says. So David went to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he met him and asked, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? And David answered, to Ahimelech the priest. Now I want you to know before we go any farther, David actually told some non-truths that you're going to see in and here. And, and weak parts of his character. You know, when we fear, we oftentimes fib. Have you noticed that? When we fear, we fib. So here's a little bit of what David did. So uh, let me find out. Where were we? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So David answered to him elect the priest. The king sent me on a mission and said to me, no one's to know anything about the mission I'm sending you on. As for my men, I have told them to meet me at a certain place. And now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever you can find. But the priest answered, David, I don't have any ordinary bread on hand. However, there is some consecrated bread here, provided the men have kept themselves from women. And David replied, Indeed, women have been kept from us, as usual, wherever I sent out. The men's bodies are holy, even on missions that are not holy. How much more so today? So the priest gave him the consecrated bread. Since there was no bread there except, remember this, except the bread of presence that had been removed from the Lord, and replaced by hot bread on the day it was taken away. Now one of Saul's servants was there that day, detained before the Lord. He was Dug, the Edomite, Saul's chief shepherd. And David asked Ahimelech, Don't you have a spear or a sword here? I I haven't brought my sword or any other weapon because the king's mission was urgent. And the priest replied, the sword of Goliath the Philistine who you killed in the valley of Elah is here it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod if you want it take it there's no sword here but that one and David said there is none like it give it to me so David's on the lamb he fled immediately to the city of Nob it's about a, i don't know a mile and a half northeast of Jerusalem It's the city where the priests were. He needed help. And as he connects with Ahimelech at the tabernacle, the priest initially is filled with fear, like, what is going on? David's alone. David commands a whole military. Why is he all by himself? And so in that situation, David expresses his needs. Now, friends, in David's fear, he requests two things. And although his requests were granted, God gave them in such a way that he was reminded of two things. So let's figure out what those things are. Here's number one. I want want us to remember when you fear. Now, friends, it's not if you fear. When you fear. Remember. Here's number one. you got to write it down. Put it in your Bible. Put it on a notepad. Number one, when you fear, remember, God is always with you. God is always with you. Would you say it with me? God is always with Now personalize it. He's with me. Here we go. God is always with you. It's, it's the truth. So God said, David, I'm going to meet your need, but you're going to remember something special. So I thought it interesting that David asked for five loaves. I don't know if there's a special significance with that. You remember another place maybe in the Bible where God used five loaves in a very dramatic way? And I I don't know if there's significance in the five, but I know there's significance in the fulfillment that God meets our needs He's present in our lives. And the priest answered, though, I don't have ordinary bread. I don't have regular bread around here. I have what he mentions, the bread of presence. The bread of presence. I'm going to give you a pick. This is probably a little bit of maybe what it looked like back in Bible times. The bread of presence was set up in the tabernacle and the location was in the presence of God. So the New Testament days, the scriptures show that our body is the tabernacle or the temple of God. But here in Old Testament days, they actually had a location, the tabernacle, and God showed his presence there. And so they would bring in fresh loaves of bread, those kind of uh, pancake looking lobes that you see there and they would set those in the tabernacle in the presence of God now you know what you don't cook for someone that's not showing up you cook for someone who's gonna be there who's gonna be present and this bread meant something special so I want you to see a verse in Leviticus 24:8. here's what the bread meant It says this bread is to be set out before the lord regularly sabbath after sabbath on behalf of the israelites and here's what it is as a lasting covenant so basically they said put this bread out regularly before the lord and it's to remind you that god is alive and god keeps his promises that's what the bread mentioned that's what it That's what it memorialized. God's alive. He keeps his promises. So here I I want us to think about it. I don't know if it's really connecting. Imagine that, um, imagine we're here for church one day in the middle of winter, and during the service we got a blizzard, and we are all trapped in this building. We can't leave for quite a while. Pipes are frozen, no water. And so here we go through lunch, and now it's dinner time and we're all hungry. And we're saying, What do we have around here? What what do we have? And so we go downstairs and we open up a box, and all we have is our communion elements. So we say, you know what, we can eat the wafers and we can drink the juice. But you know what that means, don't you? It means we're going to starve, people. (laughs) Those wafers dissolve in your mouth, don't they? Yeah. But you know what? There's no way, and you know it, there is no way, here we are all huddled downstairs, and we're locked in this building, and we start to eat the communion wafers and drink the juice. There is no way, someone's not going to stand up and say, hey, do you realize what we're eating? This symbolizes God's rescue. This isn't just food. This is that Jesus loves us, cares for us, and is going to rescue us. You with me on this? That's what we're it's like this isn't just regular stuff yet we found something down there this means something to us That's what David had going on he says I need bread the priest said all I have is the bread of presence And David would have grabbed that and he said this symbolizes that God is alive that he's present and that he keeps his promises So imagine David huddled in the back of a cave and it's completely black. And he reaches into his pouch and he pulls out this bread and he rips a piece off. And even in the back of a cave where nobody can physically see him, he can eat that. And his mind is like, God's here, God's with me, God keeps his promises. It's not just bread, it meant something. Now, I don't know. I really don't know what David thought with each psalm, but man, this reminds me of Psalm 139 completely. David understanding all the time God's presence. Here's, here's what it says. I'll pop it up on the screen for you. Where can I go from your spirit? Imagine Dave in the back of a cave eating the bread, saying, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. You think God was trying to tell David something? When he walked out of that tabernacle holding the bread of presence, I'm with you, David. I'm with you, I keep my promises, David. Don't forget that. We need to hear that when we fear, don't we? I skipped over a quote I need to read for you. This is, this is good stuff. It says, God's presence isn't just a fact. It's the factor that ensures his promises will be fulfilled. Not just a fact, it's the factor that ensures his promises will be fulfilled. Here's number two. These are such good reminders. When we fear, we need to remember God's presence is with us. He keeps his promises. He always did. He always will. Here's number two. I love this. That the God of your past is the God of your future. The God of your past is the God of your future. So here's the second thing. David said, okay, thanks for the bread. I need a weapon. I need a weapon. Now I know what David's thinking. People want to kill me. I need to be able to defend myself. I don't have anything. I need a weapon. So he says to Ahimelech, what do you got? What do you have? Either a spear or a sword or something like that. And so he pulls out, are you with me? He pulls out the sword of who? Yes. And the last time that David had used that, he gave Goliath a weight loss program. (laughs) Off with your head, bro. God wins. And so so here David gets this sword, and I don't think it's coincidental, people. You know what that sword would tell him? God gives victory. He's not just the God of your past. He's the God of your future. And it reminded David... Let's keep charging forward. You know, when he went to kill Goliath, I don't know if you remember this, he went to kill Goliath and he looked back on his prior victories that God had given him. And and, and so he he ends up saying, I don't know if I got a verse. Oh, I do. For Samuel 17:37. So he David when he went against Goliath, he said, "You know what? The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. So David looked back and he says, you know what? God did it in the past. With a lion, the bear, God's going to do it now. So here, here he goes, says, I need a sword. And God says, here's, the priest says, here's, here's the sword of Goliath. And so I'm sure for David, he's like, okay. God delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, from the hand of Goliath. He's not just the God of my past. He's the God of my future. We can do this thing. We can do it. It's as though God's trying to get his attention. Can can you see it? God's trying to get his attention. David, 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 I know you're afraid. I know you're anxious. I'm with you. I'm always with you. I'm going to keep my promises. And you know what? We did this before. We did it before. We can do it again. Reminds me of a time Jesus with his disciples, and he asked, um, he asked them about the bread or the leaven of the Pharisees. Look at this passage, Matthew sixteen. So Jesus had told them to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. This is right after he had fed the 5,000 people with five loaves and fishes. So he said, aware of their discussion, Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? So he said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And the guys, the disciples are there saying, oh, my word, we forgot bread. He's upset that we forgot bread. And Jesus says, that's not it. He says, don't you still understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets full you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it that you don't understand? I was not talking to you about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. David does the same thing. He does the same thing. He forgets. He forget what God did in the past. He forgot about God's presence with him. He forgot about God keeping his promises. And God says, I just want to remind you, here's some bread. Here's a sword of Goliath. I'm always with you. And I'm the God of your future. Some of you are sitting here today. And you and I need to hear this. Because you have fear in here. I know we can walk in this room and we can all look good. I've already had 10 people tease me about wearing suit pants this morning. <laughs> we can look good on the outside. But on the inside we can fear. What are you fearing today? What's in your heart today? What are you anxious about today? Because the very thing that God said to David through these symbols and reminders, he's saying to you and to me, I'm with you. I keep my promises. We've done this before. I've not gone anywhere. We'll do it again. God's saying that. He's saying that to you and I. I, w- I want to give you some things because you're saying, "How do I remember? How do I remember?" You know, my family has had to remember, and I thought about them. Um, we've had some Goliath sword moments like August 10th of 2019 when one of our kids came home. That's a Goliath sword moment. March 20th of 2020 when our home in New York finally sold. You remember that, people? Oh, my. Yeah. Or October 30th of 1997. 1997 when God unexpectedly took my wife's dad home to be with him. And God showed up. And he got us through. It's his presence, and it's a reminder we did this. We need to remember. Here's some ways to remember. I want to give them to you. How to remind ourselves of God's presence and promise. Number one, um, this is a good one don't short sheet this memorize scripture I'm gonna give you three verses write them down these are beauties if you fear in your heart think about these look at this one Philippians 1 6 being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion unto the day of Christ Jesus confident that God completes his work wives unlike your husband who doesn't complete his projects God completes everyone and it's you and it's me it's a great verse to remember here's another one Joshua 1:9 1, Have I not commanded you Be strong and courageous Don't be afraid Don't be discouraged why because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wow. it's another good one to memorize. Here's another one. Romans eight twenty-eight. Some of you know this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know what? One way to remember, tuck one of these verses in your heart. Remind yourself. Here's number two. Pray out loud. Now I know you may feel uncomfortable. Oh, well. Pray out loud. Pray out loud in the car. Pray out loud in the shower. Because when we pray out loud, it reminds us someone is there. It's not just a mental activity. It's a personal activity. Pray out loud. God, I know you're there. I know you're with me. You know I'm afraid. Pray Allah. Here's number three write it down. There may be some truths. There may be an answered prayer. There may be reminders. There may be something I say in this message, and you're like, I'm going to write that thing down. I'm going to put it on my bathroom mirror. I'm going to put it on the refrigerator door. I'm going to put it on my car steering wheel. I'm going to put it wherever I see. It's going to be my, my screensaver on my phone or my iPad or my computer. Like I need to write it down and see this thing. It's important. Here's another one. Create visual reminders, symbols, like jewelry. Maybe get a bracelet, a necklace. Picture. Maybe there's some pictures you could put up, or plaques. I know I may just step into the hot zone here. Some people may even want to get a a tattoo. Did I just step in that or what? You know, something to remind you. Do something. That way you can't get away from the reality. that God's with you. And we've done this before. Here's the last one. Worship God every day. Talk to him. Worship isn't a Sunday only thing. Praise him. Meditate. Sing. Read the Bible. We'll probably be wondering about his presence if we don't spend time with him. That's the reality of it. Would you stand with me? Here's the greatest reminder we could ever have the greatest symbol we could ever have of god's presence and his power in our time of fear and it's this it's the cross it's it's what we have up front there's no greater symbol that jesus is with us he is victory He cares about you personally. He's already won the war on our sin and on this world's woes. And he's always there. He's won over our situations. He's won over our hurts. He's won over our addictions. He's won over our fears because we have victory in him because of the cross. So would you close your eyes with me and just think inside? What are you fearing right now? What are you fearing? God's with you. In your greatest moment, he's with you. He'll keep his promises. Make sure you remind yourself of this in a tangible way. Father, we are real people going through real life and we really need you. Thank you in David's fear, you gave him reminders. God, do that in our lives. Awaken us to reality. Awaken us to your presence, to your power, God, may you work in our time of fear to show us how great you are. And thank you, God, for the cross where you have taken on our greatest adversary and you have won. You've secured us salvation, forgiveness, and your power. And we thank you for it. In our time of fear, God, help us to remember you. And we pray this together. Amen? Amen? Yeah, amen.